Welcome to Lift Their Voices, a podcast series presented by Roots of American Music in partnership with Evergreen Podcast. This podcast series seeks to celebrate important historical figures from marginalized communities and highlight local artists. Roots of American Music, also known as Rome, is a nonprofit established in 1999 and based in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Rome integrates music and education in Northeast Ohio to create vibrant community through art and vibrant art through community. More information on Rome and ways for you to support can be found at rootsofamericanmusic.org. Special thanks to Ohio Arts Council and Cuyahoga Arts and Culture for their support. Hello, my name is George Blake, and I'm a board member of Roots of American Music, and it's my pleasure today to talk with Esther Fitz. We're celebrating her event at the Bob Stop, Lift Their Voices event connected to Audre Lorde. Esther, can I start off by asking you a question kind of connected to Rome's mission? Roots of American Music works to integrate arts uh, into the community. So integrate music and education into Northeast Ohio to create vibrant communities through art and vibrant art through community. Could you say a little bit about how community has been part of your, your journey as an artist? Honestly, I think like uh, that's kind of what music's all about. It's like being able to, it's the one voice that we all have in common. So um, throughout my experience, I've always tried to be a part of projects that are something larger than myself because uh, you want to leave that staple. So just being able to work with, you know, Stop the Hate, uh, Stop the Violence back in the day, uh, any anything that, any way that I can contribute or you know, get a child to think about the future, get somebody to have further knowledge. It, it does bring us together. So there's something to be learned from every experience. So that's pretty much uh, the purpose behind doing it. Right on. So it sounds like you're working with some youth now. When you were youth, did you have any experience of elders or mentors who helped kind of you cultivate your musical sensibilities? Uh, yeah, actually my mother. <laughs> my mother was a... Uh, um, well, she does a lot of outreach and she's a musician as well. So um, through her church, she did a lot of, it's kind of similar to Stop the Hate. She wrote like a lot of songs that we would learn about, you know, building people up and spreading hope and a lot of the things that I'm doing now. So it's actually kind of full circle for me. Oh, that's great. When did the idea of uh, songwriting enter your life? Was that something you were doing because you took a class or was it something that kind of came about more organically? A little bit more organically. I... Well, when I was a kid, I was like me and my sister, we shared around, we were like best friends. So we used to write little songs here and there, but my sister did poetry. So then I got into poetry for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I was always in like little girl groups growing up. So we'd write our little songs, but really poetry was really what got me into the songwriting lane more than my little mini songwriting experiences. (laughs) So um, I used to write poems all day, every day, like through school, through classes. <laughs> and so when I was, yeah, when I was like maybe a little bit out of high school, um, I was singing on Instagram and somebody reached out to me and I was like, well, I just do poetry, you know, but they're like, well, you should, you know, try to get in a studio and just put it to some music. And um, that really started it all up for me. So I just started writing little poems and finding out how those poems could go to a song. And kind of just mix and match them up and then that's how I wrote my first project and then from there just something I've been doing I love it <laughs> you know it's right though make me want to love you all day and night though oh yeah make me 
up, give it up, give it what you want, cause you deserve it all, yeah. You know when it's good love, that's the only thing that you can think of. Oh yeah, stick a rock through the rough, fade the tough, cause you can't get enough of Uh, she was born in New York, February 18th, 1934. Her name is Audrey Lord. I don't know if you've heard of her before, but she's an amazing poet, writer, novelist, speaker, an advocate against racism, ageism, sexism, homophobia. She, made, she was a trailblazer for the LGBTQ community, and uh, her main tool was writing and speaking in the later years of her life. Um, her, fa her most published works were The First Cities, Zami, a new spelling of my name, and The Cancer Journals, which touched me most. Um, I lost my grandmother to breast cancer, and she fought breast cancer for over 10 years. And in that fight, she wrote about her experiences, the loneliness, the sadness, the heartbreak, the the acceptance and the lack of fear that she developed in that process. Um, she talked about poetry being her language. She said that she thought in poetry. And I connected with that as well because I think in music at all times. Um, and I thought it was interesting that actually I was chosen for this woman because being young, black and, you know, individual and independent out here, it's, it's, it's hard enough. And at that time, she was a lesbian, a black woman, a feminist with her own journey. And it was a rough time having all these threats against her, but still found a way to thrive and was still out here. Um, it's just respectable. You know, Audre Lorde is a great poet and an essayist. And one of the yeah. lines that I really like from her, she's got this, this great uh, piece called Poetry is Not a Luxury. And, you know, I think for her, there's this whole value of this trying to translate emotions into language and how kind of essential that can be for us. Um, I'm wondering if you could say a little bit about what what doing poetry has meant to you or it, what needs that served. Yeah, honestly, poetry is everything because there are many ways you can express yourself. You know, you can talk to people about it. There are many ways you can vet, you know, you can see a therapist, whatever. But that's kind of like your own personal way of expressing yourself and there's there's honestly nothing like it it's it's like a mental challenge as well as an expression so for me it was like i i wrote about everything i wrote about everything elections i wrote about how i felt about my day i wrote about how i felt about boys you know i wrote about everything so it was kind of like my extra outlet that i needed uh you know just as a person just to have my human moments um but in a beautiful way so it's been everything to me, I'd say. <laughs> cool. And it, it, so it sounds like at some point you kind of made the, the shift from poet to poet, performer, musician. Could you say a little bit about who were, what were some of the connections that, that kind of brought you into that new space where there, you were collaborating with musicians or were there per particular concert venues that made you feel comfortable doing that? Um, well, I would say like one venue that comes to mind is B-Side. Um, I've been, I was going to be sad uh, a lot. And I always loved to sing. I always sang, you know, but I was always shy to sing. So I I did a little bit of like theater and stuff like that, but I was always, you know, in the background or try to keep myself kind of under the radar. So 
I started going to B-side and I started seeing a boldness in people that I wanted in myself. And so I just kept going. And every time I would go, I'm like, I'm going to get up. You know what I mean? And I, I, I didn't have a full, full true belief in myself yet, but I was like, I, I you know, I, I was listening to um, T.D. Jakes and he was talking about how when, you know, we see something and we admire something, it's, it's because it's in us. And I realized that and I'm like going back and I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. I would sit at B-Side and I'd watch these. Because B-Side is like, it's all types of artists. You get hip hop artists, you get poets, you get singers, you get amazing performers. And it has this family environment. So it's kind of comfortable, but it's also like really, it's really will leave you in awe. So after seeing these people, I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And I never could. But I remember going with my best friend and she was just like, well, you know, I'm just going to push you up there and you're just going to go. And I remember I said, I went up there and I sang and they, they didn't know the song and they didn't pick it up. And I just had, I ended, up, I ended up having to get through that moment really acapella, you know, but it made it a really bold step for me. Cause I was like, if I can do this and I can do it acapella and I can, I can do it even though I'm scared, you know, it wasn't supposed to happen. Like, you know, like I could do it again next time with some music. And, and that's really what started getting the engine rolling there. <laughs> Yeah, it takes uh, seeing it and seeing people who believe in themselves, and then you're like, wow, I can, I can do that.
one of the quotes I have from Audre Lorde talks about how there's a human need to share deep feelings. <laughs> and uh, I wonder how how that plays out in, in being a performer. Um, do, could you say a little bit about what this means in when you're teaching? I mean, are you ever like, hey, or if you're with youth, is there ever a shy person in the back? And you're like, hey, you know, come on up. Or, yeah. or do, you, do you think about that kind of question of, of feeling comfortable or uncomfortable when you're kind of engaging um, with youth? Yes. And I will definitely say I'm like, I, I definitely remember being that student. Mm-hmm. So I always understand that student. It's not that they don't have anything to say. It's that they're worried about what other people think about what they have to say. Mm-hmm. So I always tell them like at the beginning, like there's nothing stupid you can say. There's nothing odd you can say. All the weirdest things have already been said. You know, you know, people have made money off of wop, bop, loop, bop, wop, bamboo. You know what I mean? So, you know, you can say anything. You can step up. So I always give them their time. So if I have a student that is, is you know, that shy student or that one that has a lot to say, but they don't want to say, you know, I say, I'll give you a moment, but I will come back for your ideas because I want them to know, like, your ideas are still important. You should still share that. And it'll take you past that that point of fear, you know, and then they they start to engage usually after that moment. So I give them a moment. I'll get right back to you, you know, and I come back and I get the the ideas that I can. And then I, I make sure I make it back to them because you never know if if that push can get them to be a little bit bolder in their future, you know. So, yeah, I definitely remember being that student. <laughs> like, don't call on me. Let me read my Twilight. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I, I bring it back in, you know, especially because we're in like a cell phone era. So they all have their phones and. Um, you know, they have much more interesting things that they want to do, but if you can get them engaged and get them to see like, uh, it's about them, it's about their words, it's about their ideas and kind of push them a little bit past that, that boundary, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, one thing I've noticed sometimes with phones is that it can kind of be like a security blanket or it can yeah. be a way for us not to be around people. <laughs> and a lot of what, you know, music can do is be like, oh, wait, you don't always have to have your security blanket on. You maybe mm-hmm. there's a space to be a little safer. I guess, do you have any thoughts on how, how music works in this age when everyone's just kind of looking down? Oh, you know what I believe, though, is like music is always good. Music is always necessary. Music is always good. We're going to always need it. So that's why I feel like you can always get them engaged is because at the end of the day, it's music. If it's something that they get to create and they get to leave a stamp on, like my first, my first class that I had, like I had these, they were all shy. They're all like, we don't want to sing. And after we start making this song, it's music. They're all engaged. They're giving me lines and sentences for for verses. And like, so by the end of it, they're like, oh, we should shoot a music video. And, you know, we should, <laughs> you know, it's still music. It's still one of the most amazing universal languages. So it's still somehow that will take precedence if you can just get them past that first initial step of engagement, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I always just think music has its own power. It's not anything that like, I have to like super force. I just have to get the engagement. That's something like I gotta kind of push a little bit. Could you say a little bit, are, are you kind of new to Stop the Hate? Is that what's going on right now with Rome? Yeah, I'm new to Stop the Hate. Um, I'm actually new to Rome. So this is, it's been all wonderful experiences. Mm-hmm. And like I, I was telling Morgan, like um, Rome has just pushed me beyond my borders because mm-hmm. it's, it's pushed me to learn about people, speak about people, speak in front of people. 
know, because I don't really ever do that. So it's it's pretty cool to be pushed to do something that's greater than myself. Like, and I I think we like all want to be a part of something that's bigger than ourselves, that has great purpose, that spreads across generations. I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I wouldn't normally be in a classroom full of kids, you know, making songs and right. You know, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just having a good time, being a part of something that's. That's great. It's not just like I'm make writing songs, which is great itself, but um, it's it's got purpose behind it. So it's it's got strength. I like that. <laughs> is there anything else that you're looking forward to in the in the coming year? Is there anything we should be looking forward to for you? Are there any new songs coming out? Any new projects? Or what's 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 coming up? Yeah, I've got. Um, I just dropped a project, so I've got some visual elements on the way, um, and then I have another project coming in the spring of next year. So. I'm really excited about it. It actually actually been a while since I had released some music. So this this year has been actually a, a transition year for me in my life. And so just, you know, when you're in change and you're letting things go and things are coming in, you know, it's it's a beautiful time. So I'm I'm looking forward to wherever music takes me, wherever <laughs> Rome takes me. <laughs> it'll be a it'll be a great year. So we've got some music coming in the spring and some visuals coming soon. All right. Well, thanks so much for speaking with me. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful. You've been listening to Lift Their Voices, a podcast series presented by Roots of American Music in partnership with Evergreen Podcasts. To learn more about Roots of American Music and support our work, please visit rootsofamericanmusic.org. Thanks to our featured artist, Esther Fitz. To learn more about Esther and listen to her music, find her online at estherfitz216. Special thanks to Ohio Arts Council and Cuyahoga County Arts and Culture for their continued support. Today's episode was produced by Morgan McCaskey. It was recorded by Morgan McCaskey and Gabe Pollock, post-production engineering by Dave Douglas. Contains original music by Esther Fitz. I'm your host, George Blake. Thank you for listening. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor. And every week, I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food. So, come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app.